Hello world, we're Big Gay Nerds, and welcome back to our playthrough of Under Hollow Hills by the Bakers. <laughs> um, I just, have we ever said playthrough before? Because I just made me think that it's like we're doing like 100% completion of this, <laughs> this is our speed RPG. <laughs> With or without commentaries. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play. 100%. Any percent. I mean, scurvy is going to glitch through the wall. Oh, that's, that's true. a good point. We've established that. This is an any percent <laughs> run. Um, so, um, I am Owen, the mistress of ceremonies. Um, my pronouns are he and him, and I am the founder and editor of Big Gay Nerds. Joining me today are going in a reverse order from last time, Pixie. Oh, I'm first this time. Yeah. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> I'm Pixie. <laughs> I appear occasionally. Um, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> uh, what's your character this time? Oh, yes. I am playing the Nightmare Horse, also known as Pure Moontide, for those who need such foolish mortal things as names. <laughs> um, <laughs> Next, we have Fern. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Fern. Pronouns are he, him, some, and they uh, sometimes. Uh, and I am playing Sinead Buchanan, the Seeker. And Vanessa. Hi, I'm Vanessa, as you just said. Uh, pronouns she, her. And I am playing, um, let's see, what was my full name again? <coughs> <coughs> Their esteemed excellence, number Q of the great quadratic function, High Sky Flyer Miles, a.k.a. Scurvy, who is a lantern jack. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, in the previous episode, which you should listen to if you have not already, um, they arrived at the Goblin Market. Uh, they have been contracted by the host of the market, the, who is the King of the Meadow, um, to perform for the market's final night. Uh, however, it seems that... Uh, Madame Croakthrower, who is the manager of entertainment, uh, is maybe not as enthusiastic about this pick as uh, the host is. And so so the main things that happened were she uh, outright told Pierre Moontide that she wasn't expecting much, and he went off to sulk. Um, and then Sinead did some... You did some work setting up the like yeah i made the, the stage. stage yeah the stage and, probably the ticket booth you know yeah and uh scurvy uh went did a little did a little promotional jig um <laughs> just had a good time so i was uh trying to figure out who to start with this time and i realized there is one person that sort of has an unanswered question here which is i don't think we when I went back and edited, I realized we didn't talk over really what Sneed did when he got down to work in building. So uh, describe describe what you have set up, basically. All right. So uh, 
since I did not have an amazing success, uh, <laughs> we got all three like a failure, a success, and a a middle middle ground success. Uh, well, I guess a failure, a success, and a crit. Uh, <laughs> so I think it is uh, a stage. Uh, the stage was already there, uh, but I have set up like a backstage area in case we need it. Uh, and we have also set up uh, ticket booths and seating for as many people as we need. Uh, probably like, I don't know. I don't know fairy numbers yet, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I, I did an adequate amount of seating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, so I have to assume you didn't like build a bunch of chairs from scratch, though, right? Do you have like we're using materials that were just on site at the fair, or do you have a bunch of stuff like in one of the carts for the circus? I think there definitely probably were some things that are in the cart, but I also think I, I like the idea of uh, Sinead going through. The going through and like finding spare chairs and stuff. And just, gotcha. <laughs> like it's a public venue and the, the chairs are going back. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the, uh, that kind of thing. Okay, so um, I guess with that established, uh, what, uh, what's your next course of action? You have made yourself useful, and uh, with that out of the way, uh, what what are you going to do next? I think I have taken uh, note of uh, our boss in as it may be uh, expecting that we are not the type of entertainment that the gala market wants. And I think I might uh, wander around the market and kind of try and chat people up to see what type of entertainment the Goblin Market will expect so I can exceed her expectations. Ooh, okay. Um, sure, let's see. Well, that sounds like sniffing the wind. Yes, that sounds good. Uh, one second while I pull up. Okay, so sniffing the wind, I have uh, plus one to that. Okay. And what do I need to roll again? Just 2d6. Okay. I got a 9. Okay, then. On a 7 to 9 hit, ask 1. Um, what's coming this way? What's here that I haven't yet seen? Whose territory is this? Who's doing? If I trust my feet to carry me to safety, where will they take me? How could I make myself invisible here? How could I go unnoticed? Or if I trust my nose to lead me to the heart of this, where would it take me next? I think the first it, uh, the first one that was like, what is coming? Yeah. Uh, is what I'm really looking for. Okay, cool. Let me get... Let's see. And, you're ask and you are trying to figure this out by asking around mm -hmm. the market as a whole I'm, yes? I'm not really per se asking around i'm kind of uh, Sinead i think uh is more kind of like listening into conversations and trying to get a feel for uh the crowd okay hmm this is interesting because i have to admit i didn't have a look at this move so i wasn't thinking about this issue in terms of these questions but mm. that is um Definitely interesting. Um, I feel like here I would be at liberty to, like, 
<laughs> diverge from your intent to give you some surprising information. Mm-hmm. But I think it is... There is a more natural flow if I do keep that sort of thing in mind. So let me... What you pick up in general is that uh, what is coming this way is the is well the end of the market as it were Mm -hmm. and that's sort of what you already knew however what you pick up on is that um the goblin market is open for a week a day an hour a minute a second and a sneeze (laughs) and um you are it, it sounds like you are partway through the last day which means that after that it's just going to be a matter of time and then the final sneeze uh, for people to buy and sell everything they want to buy and sell, at which point um, it will terminate very abruptly. Actually, you know what? Because this feels like the most honest answer to your question, mm-hmm. like what's coming is that um, all of the uh, like all of the shoppers are going to be uh, pretty much driven out. As soon as the market ends, oh. and so there is this, uh, there is this vi- there is this sort of frantic energy in the air, basically. Oh. So that is that is the situation. So we need to be quick and effective. Exciting! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we do needs to be quick and effective. Maybe one or two acts. Nice. Um, is there anything you want to follow that up with? Uh, I think that's all that Shadeed needs to know, but we'll divulge to the other performers uh, when uh, Faye sees them. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, then, I think that it's about time we catch up with um, uh, Pierre Moontide. Because he was, they were put out of the picture pretty early in the last (laughs) session. So let's just, um, let's just jump over to where you are. Um, so as established, you are, um, sulking in the shade of a big old tree that is right near the crossroads, correct? Yes, that is what they've been doing. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah. And I think it is, first off, I think, it is your prerogative to describe your manner of sulking and what the nightmare horse looks like when they're having a good sulk before <laughs> before I have the audacity to interrupt that with anything. <laughs> so the nightmare horse um, is leaning lightly against this this tree and looking like have you ever seen like um a horse when they're in a bad mood and they're just kind of like, and they're flies around and they're just, <laughs> they're restless. Like they can't quite hold still. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is a, dis- that is a very distinct image and it's what wasn't what I had in mind. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I asked. Um, so I would say because the, the sulking period doesn't have like a set duration or whatever. I would say that like you more or less from a gameplay perspective, you have sort of met the requirements of the play I did in response to your failed role. Um, however, of course you are free to keep sulking as long <laughs> as uh, sounds appropriate to you. However, um, 
I will add this detail, which is that um, as you are sulking um, on the in the shade of the tree, um, you do hear a uh, you hear sort of a strange noise coming from the other side of the tree, which um, it's. How how do I describe this? Um, every now and then, as you're sulking, you start to realize you hear this sound, and it's like, ding, <laughs> oh, ding, and you have no idea what that could possibly be. So, do you <laughs> investigate it? Yes, because it's interrupting my sulking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And so, so full of um indignity at the initial insult and now at having your like you know your proper sulking interrupted you round the tree and on the other side you see a goblin who is short by goblin standards and um has a face sort of like that of a pug dog um, not literally just like a pug dog's face on a human's body, but like if you picture like seeing a person who you think that person like kind of looks like a pug dog, like the step past that. <laughs> um, and on their head, they have got this, um, they, they basically have a, um, they, ha- Okay, so I will be upfront about the sort of imagery I'm using here. This is kind of some Dr. Seuss stuff we're you're looking at here because <laughs> they've yeah. got like this cap on their head with an upside down bell on it, uh-huh. and um, as they stand there, every time now and then their head will nod, and like the hammer of the bell will ding against the side, and they'll jolt back up awake. Uh-huh. So, um, and as you are watching, they are starting to drift off again. So. <laughs> What is your? What, how do you? Oh, how so do you play sweet. this? I love them. <laughs> Bite them, Pier Moon Tide. <laughs> it's also really funny that they're like short, even by goblin standards, because Pier mm-hmm. Moon Tide's very tall. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is someone you could just like pick up if you wanted to. Uh, you know, I think Pier Moon Tide is going to do that. Okay, <laughs> let, let me just give me a second to figure out what that one would be. Let's see. Actually, uh, that is that is waylaying someone because on one of the results on a hit can be you seize bodily hold of them. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, roll to Let's do that. See. I on waylaying someone. I have a plus one. So hopefully, I do better than last time. Oh, I got 11 plus nice. Oh, damn. Okay. So you get to choose two of the following. As established, one of them is you seize bodily hold of them. The others are you drive them scrambling back. You strike them violently, wounding and dismaying them. You throw them off balance and they stumble or fall. Or you shock and startle them and they panic or freeze. Goodness. Uh, I think yeah. the only one of those that I would even want to do in this situation is the last one. Let's gotcha. put the fright in them. <laughs> okay, so you grab them like by like the back of the collar. They've got sort of like I imagine the uh, a standard goblin attire is sort of like a um oh what is the specific author I'm thinking of um I can't remember but like 
like like animals in British fiction that just have like a waistcoats and stuff. You know, pants Ryan are optional Jakes? because no, I'm I'm thinking of like was Beatrix it Bur- Potter, Beatrix Potter. Yes, uh-huh. yes, that is sort of the standard. Sometimes they have pants or skirts. Sometimes they don't. Um, and yeah, so uh, yeah. So you just pick them up, and uh, there is definitely like a lot of <laughs> there is a lot of like clanging as they are lifted up, and do so. I guess uh, do are you just silently doing this, or are you addressing them in some um, way? I will certainly address them. How should I address <laughs> them? I also have to think of a way to do it without insulting them, though. <laughs> Just I, I, will, I will seize you bodily, but I will draw the line at insulting you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a good, um, is there some way that I can help you? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, uh, would you consider this drawing them out? Uh, I'm not sure how easily that can be done after I've just waylaid them, but you know what? <laughs> Why not? I, I think I, it sure. feels like an appropriate follow-up. I sure. think that I think that this game is set up in such a way so that move combos is a, <laughs> a is kind of a standard. Then I will do that. I I will. Oh my god! I got a three. Oh no! Oh my... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. The worst. Uh, the worst luck. The least oh lucky god. nightmare horse in the whole world. <laughs> Okay, I am going to uh mm, I am going to review my plays real quick. Um <laughs> and also I should consider the fact that this person is goblin kind, so their response will probably be informed by that. Do um a goblin voice. Owen. Owen, do a goblin voice. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Okay, so first off, like just as a result of the of your like startling and all that, um like the uh they go, I'm up, I'm up uh and immediately uh like realize like who you are. Not necessarily who you are specifically, but um but it's like, hey, you're not my boss. You don't have any right to. And they sort of like wriggle around in your grasp <laughs> and like drop out. And um, and they well, here's the thing: you partially do get a um, get a draw them out result because you do uh, get a little bit of an introduction from them because they say, "I'm Annie Both Knees. I'm the official timekeeper of this market, and let me tell you something." Like, I I need it. It's hard to come up with a good threat from this individual, but um, maybe they'll take away your knees. They got both knees. Zero (laughs) knees for you. Um, Yeah, it's both of your knees that I'm referring to. My my knees. knees. Well, when you need to, when you need to know what time it is. You better find. Uh, you're gonna have to find out from someone else, and they <laughs> jangle off. <laughs> and you have, um, you have made an enemy. Oh, in oh this my god! Uh, Already, yeah. this market. and that is Already. that is definitely that is definitely something that has occurred. Um, and however, 
uh, because one of the uh, active policies of this uh, system is that uh, basically you get two moves and then the spotlight shifts to someone else. I think I need to see what someone else is up to at this point. So, um, while <laughs> while Moontide is uh, watching Annie both needs uh, scamper off with vengeance in their heart, um, uh, uh, Scurvy, we have not looked at you yet. Um, what what did you do after disappearing? Um, you know what? I haven't done a whole lot of. Uh, I feel like I could have been I could have been doing more description of this place. So what kind to start off with what sort of part of the market are you? I previously you were in sort of like the you were in sort of like the food stall area. Are you still near there or did you go off somewhere else? And and also, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, went off somewhere else, uh, you know, just to not ruin the mystery. Had to disappear and explode into sparks and then <laughs> immediately went that way. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, uh, Scurvy's probably making their way back to um, uh, Sinead's uh, stage to look it over and see if it's up to snuff and things like oh. that. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that, uh, let's see here. I've got actually a pretty good selection of imagery I can throw out here. So I want to, uh, make things, uh, pretty relevant. I think that you are briefly, cause you're like, you're, you're like flying around, right? Uh, yes. Um, I was also kind of thinking that like Scurvy is still kind of excited after doing all the like advertisement. So every now and then Scurvy will just like manifest light legs and just kind of do cartwheels. Only the cartwheels <laughs> are like five legs just in a row, just circling down like a wheel. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Um, so I think um, this isn't necessarily something of consequence, but like like as you are doing this, you are like things are briefly can. Uh, there is a, a bee herd who is apparently like a some sort of like squat pastoral fairy type who has got a uh, a a swarm of like fist-sized bumblebees that they are somehow like shepherding about and like taking them to market and you briefly like fly through their path and there is naturally a whole lot of like buzzing and like big fuzzy bodies bumping into each other and the bee herd getting like annoyed at you but um that yeah i love that so that's yeah that 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 so that that happens um i guess hmm, do you like stop and address that or do you move on oh move on why would i stick okay. around for consequences so what's what's your goal here as you're traipsing about <laughs> my goal is to you know kind of get an idea of how big the goblin market is um okay see if you know what see if anything is trending right now see what's oh, really damn. capturing people's eyes because maybe we'll pull that into our uh, circus performance yeah that is that sounds that sounds good um let's get that sounds like that is another sniff the wind okay, scurvy yeah. manifesting a leg hello fellow <laughs> goblins <laughs> literally just like sticks a leg out hey stops the door closing <laughs> it's just me what's going on <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's sniff the wind da, 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 da. let's see what i got for that I have a plus one. Okay, now let's find the dice. I'm gonna laugh if we get the same results as last time in our first. 
do not jinx me. <laughs> oh, let's see. What was it again? It was da, 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 plus one. Six. six okay so that is that is a failure um <laughs> you jinxed me fern i sure <laughs> did <laughs> okay so i'm i'm going to let's see i'm going to let you choose one anyway but be prepared for the worst and so i'm just gonna run down the list again what's coming this way what's here that i haven't yet seen whose territory is this who's doing if i trust my feet to carry me to safety where will they take me how could i make myself invisible here how could i go unnoticed or how could i trust my nose to lead me to the heart of this where would it take me next uh let's do the one where you trust your nose to take you to the heart of this since i'm trying to like find you know what everybody's really into right now okay um let let's see i hmm, i am feeling i am feeling emboldened by the leeway i have as a result of prepare for the worst um so let's see So you realize something, and I'm gonna, and and again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this blunt. You go about like looking for, uh, like as 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 the move put it, sort of the heart of this, and that sounds like what in character you'd be looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And you're a lantern jack. You know how to get to places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you went to say a fairy king's court, if you were gonna get to the heart of something, you would wind up like in the throne room, correct? Yeah. Um, as you are just sort of, like, hopping around the, like, the general, like, area of the market, you are realizing that all of this is so chaotic that, like, the center of it is not a person or place, it is the crowd. Mm. And so you, in the act of following your nose, you find yourself, um buffeted about basically between all sorts of not just goblins there are there's like elf folk there's wild folk there's elemental folk like everyone is here just like trying to get a look of for things and the thing about the heart of this of of this market is that it is beating very fast and um so i think where you wind up oh okay so i've been doing this from kind of like a roundabout perspective, but you do, you wind up at the heart of things. And in this situation, um, the heart of things um, deposits you directly in between a haggling customer and vendor, <laughs> um, which you are about to learn is potentially a dangerous place to be. Uh-oh. So um, you know how I said before, yeah, I'm bringing out something yeah, I know exactly what I'm using here. I'm so you know how I said before there is one spot that appears to have like an actual house. Yeah. Um <laughs> so there is um in the midst of all of these like little tents and carts and like sort of impromptu leaning stands, um there is this um there's this little like um not quite a hut, really. But it is like a, um, it is like a, it's like a thatched roof building, but that is like the size of a hut somehow. A shack? 
Kind of, yeah. It's it's it's. I think a shack would be appropriate. And there is a um, there is a sign hanging out uh, in the front because you know, of course, there's a sign. Um, a lot of these places have had signs, but a lot of them have also been going sort of by the old like medieval standard of advertising, which is like, okay, people can't fucking read, so here's just a picture <laughs> of what we've got, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what you see here is um. It's not like a symbol of a thing, really. It is a, like, it is just like a wooden five pointed star. And there is, in fact, like text carved into it, which just says needles things. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be precise, that is needles with an uh, apostrophe at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a, uh, there's a door in the front of it, and it's got that thing where, like, the top half opens up, you know? I forget the exact word for that. But, like, the top half of the door, like, swings outward on its own. Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. Oh. It took me a moment. Yeah, I yeah. know what you I were had, saying, you mean but like I don't know what thing, it's called. Uh, I don't know. My brain went to Lord of the Rings when they're trying to go into uh, the fucking town in the beginning of the first one. Where they like open it up from the top and then close it and then they open it up from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, there's a whole lot of people gathered around here, and I'm I'm just gonna keep on describing for a bit, if that's okay with you, because yeah, you wound absolutely. up in like a hell of a place. So as you like look over at needles things, you can see that like this building seems to like. It appears to be, like, entirely unlit in there, but from the light filtering in from that open door, you can see just, like, there's just piles of stuff in there, and, like, a lot of it is, like, sort of glinting in the light. It's all very vague. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is the general impression, and then... Standing at the doorway is the goblin vendor who, um, you can't, you don't have a look at, like, their entire body, so you can't tell if they're actually, like, tall enough to be at, to to be standing at the a roughly human-sized doorway, or if they've got, like, a stool or something under there, but their general, like, animal appearance is, like, a bat, more or less, mm-hmm. like a batty person mm-hmm. with, like, big ears, uh, specifically an old world bat, like a simple brown bat, oh, you know? I love them. And they've got uh, these hands that are like very like long skeletal fingers, like Ooh. the like the segments like in a bat's wing. And you can't see the rest of them because it's like very dark in there, but they've got like an Elizabethan ruff. Ooh. <laughs> um, and, uh, they are uh, saying to the customer, hold on, I need a voice for this character. <laughs> if knowledge is what you seek, then knowledge is what you must give. Fair trade and barter and all that. And the person who is, who they are actively haggling with, um, like, responds, 
The arcane wisdom housed within my mind is priceless. I can serve all manner of earthly goods to you in exchange for this information, but you demand for me to make the ultimate sacrifice. I shall not relinquish. And you turn around and the person that they are haggling with is like, um, have you seen the animation by Felix Colgrave Double King? Yes, I love that. <laughs> you familiar with that pixie I, I don't know if i am let me just grab a picture for reference real quick yeah i may it know it from... if i see it. i do love the him being like my potions are too strong for you i was literally oh. just thinking oh, that oh <laughs> yes 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 okay yes okay um it is similar to that but like without the crown. It is a hunched over, like, cloaked entity with two, like, very large eyes, like, protruding from under a hood, but, like, nothing else is visible except these, like, wildly gesticulating gloved hands. Um, and so, um, as, like, as this person is objecting in that way, like, you see, like, like, electricity and stuff crackle on their fing in their fingers so um basically what is happening here i've taken this very roundabout way to describe you are currently stuck physically in between um a very obstinate and um mysterious merchant and I'm just gonna, like, s say it as it is, like a wizard. So, <laughs> oh, man. How, do, how do you deal with this uh, potentially perilous situation? Whoa! I'm gonna try to vanish. Okay. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> is, that, um, is that, like, a specific yes. move you have? Okay. So let me so voice. That. Mom told me that I need to go home right now for shoving breadsticks <laughs> in first. <laughs> okay, so um, what? Uh, what? Read the play to me. Okay, uh, when you vanish, obviously you roll. On a ten plus hit, you've gone. Tell the MC where you reappear. On a seven to nine hit, you're nearby, just invisible. Tell the MC what you do. On a miss, okay. you're invisible except for your hat, your shoes, your ears, or the tip of your nose. The MC's choice, okay. which you think you're all invisible, tell the MC what you do. <laughs> I do like this the idea, since you're just a little ball of light floating in the air, that you you miss and you turn into a hat because you didn't have a hat beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I do, this is definitely driving home the fact that I think the Lantern Jack is normally assumed to be like more person-looking. <laughs> I, I really like the direction you have taken. Anyway, so yes. Um, so yeah, roll, roll it, and then make your call. Okay. Let's see here. What's my bonus on that? It's plus two, because I knew I'd be doing a lot of that. <laughs> Eight. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, on a partial success, uh, what are your choices? Uh, you're nearby, just invisible. Tell the MC what you do. Okay, then. So, um, you... <laughs> like, you sort of disappear, and... But... I don't, I don't think I need to, I don't think this is the sort of thing where necess it's important for me to describe, like, the mechanics of how you do these weird magic things, but you sort of, like, I think that what happens is that there's a brief pause as the, as, like, the two arguing people realize you're there, look at you, then you vanish, and, um, then as 
soon as you do um i mean i think first you should answer the question what do you do next are you um are you skedaddling or do you want to see how this plays out uh i'm here for the drama so i want to <laughs> see how it plays out scurvy <laughs> okay, voice then. i love mess do you want want to um size someone up specifically would that just be like looking at them to see what they're yeah yeah sure um i want to size up oh they're both so good though um i'm assuming the merchant's name needle potentially yes potentially okay well (laughs) that one i want to size up that one Okay, um, so, yep, uh, then, then roll for it. Okay. <laughs> Another eight. <laughs> All right, then. Um, you may ask one, uh, what do, what do you intend to do? How far are you prepared to go? Were you confident? Were you uncertain? What do you hope will happen? What do you fear? And how prepared are you for each? Mmm. So wait, is that last one just all one question? Yes. Uh, that one. Okay, yeah. No, I, <laughs> that sounds just about right. Okay, so um, you watch this, like, back and forth go on. Um, I think the names come out in the process. The um, the proprietor of the, the, the proprietor of the place uh, is named Needles, and um, the person the the person arguing with them right now you learn that they are um orbo the wizard and you know this because they like they say it a lot (laughs) um and uh it seems like the current the the situation right here is that um needles has promised um information about the location of some kind of like mystical artifact um but is not going to give it up unless Orbo gives away, like, knowledge of a spell and not just, like, teaching you how to do it, like, have them forget it. Oh. And so what you are learning here about Needles' basic MO is that um, what they hope will happen is that um, they can... Uh, what they What they're hoping to happen is to... Uh, uh trade goods for like st- how 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 to put this um what they hope to happen is to make like ruinous deals Ooh. like you can see this this person has like a thing going on um the what they're afraid of happening is hmm that that is a good question because they they clearly look pretty confident in things, but um, what they're afraid of, I think, is um, someone like getting something over on them, like twisting things around. And you can tell that because like every time Orbo tries to like do something clever, like like needles like immediately like snaps back with some sort of like counter bargain or something like that, mm-hmm. like. They're like very, not just like not just shrewd about not getting tricked. You can tell when someone is defensive about something in a way that they are worried about. That's the way they're acting, and how prepared are they for each? Um, 
definitely seems very prepared for the first because they it, like just glancing around while invisible they've got like a treasure trove back there mm-hmm. it seems like if someone was to come up to them with like some kind of any kind of like want they could provide for it um but as for the other thing well you can tell that like you know as you can see there like countering a bit against the blustering but if uh in the in the same process you can tell that if like if if it did happen i don't think it's something that they've got any kind of contingency for hmm. that's just the vibe you get okay all right then um now it is my obligation to shift the um spotlight off of you for a bit but i do just want to ask what you take away from that oh i take away that um I need to make sure that Sinead knows not to bargain with this person unless they absolutely know what they are doing. Gotcha. Okay. Well, then I'm going, if that sounds about right, do you want me to set you on a collision course with Sinead? Sure. Okay, then. Um, So uh, where, so uh, let's see. So it's a big place. There's a lot of bustling and stuff going on. Scurvy's not going to get to you right away. But in the meantime, Sinead, what are you doing? Uh, Sinead has been doing, uh, their vibe check on the market, uh, and, uh, is kind of wandering. Uh, Sinead also, like, one of the things that, uh, Faye is looking for is connections to, uh, fair dad, uh right. that okay so so Sinead is actually like kind of while they uh, have a little bit of time um Faye is going to like kind of look through the wares for like specific human goods that might be clues Ooh, okay mm-hmm. um let's see that sounds like it could be another smell the wind but also just to check you don't have any specific playbook plays that go with this let me see so how about I have one? It's mm-hmm. called Trust Yourself to Fate. Oh kind okay. of following my own like letting my feet lead me kind of, I think okay. is what I will be uh saying this is. Um, okay. and let me pull up my playbook in the other place. So that I can read that to you. <laughs> One second. Why do I always lose? I opened like two tabs, of one of of the same thing, so that I could have like my playbook and then the obvious plays because they're at completely different that's, ends of the thing. That's probably smart. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably a good idea. One second. Well, I find it though. Uh, that is smart because I just scroll as fast as humanly seeker. possible. <laughs> <laughs> seeker find the seeker please seeker seeker there we go so uh when you touch it trust yourself to fate uh let go of your instincts and roll okay uh on any hit uh on any hit your fate and good luck's disguise will lead <laughs> you through lead you on lead you back turn your enemy aside Reveal your enemy's weakness, put your enemy in your power, bring a friend to your side, open a door for you, or put a tool in your hand. Ask the uh, ask the MC what happens, and there you are now. 
On a seven to nine oh. hit, though, your fate or luck includes some cost, some loss, some inju- injury. On a miss, you should have trusted your own will, not chance. Okay, then. Okay, yeah, make that roll. Yeah, that's exciting. Okay, this is exciting. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good play right there. Yeah. So that's roll two d six plus two. I wish I could type as fast as I talk. I got Ooh, a ten. A 10. <laughs> okay, so uh, what is which of the options are you taking? So uh, I think. Uh, I'm probably going to be on a collision course with a friend either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I uh, would like to, I think I would like to, uh, uh, like my fate to open a door for me. Okay. Mm. Hmm. This is, that is very interesting. I'm going to need a minute to think that over because that is... Um, exciting that's an interesting one yeah open a door that's so nice and vague Mm -hmm. and under different circumstances it's something that could also be played very literally there aren't a lot of doors here in this (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) here's so okay I'm going to start off by asking you a question Mm -hmm. what was your father like um, he left when I was young, mm-hmm. so, uh, what he was like to, are you asking what he was like to me, or what he was actually like? Is there anything in particular you remember him by? I th- um, ob- you've got the jacket, for one thing. Yeah, uh, I think I remember him being, uh... Maybe he had he was like a person that tinkered a lot, gotcha, and uh, like had like like engineer notes and stuff like that scattered around. Mm. Um, okay, and that's kind of like what I really uh, know him by as I've grown up. Okay, cool. All right. Um, as you are looking around, um, there. There, there's more than one place that is selling things that eat, that could potentially be of human origin. Some of them are maybe fake, um, but you wind up at this one cart that has got a, a goblin behind it. What sort of look does this goblin have? I'm thinking sort of like a a sort of anteater-y um, <laughs> look okay. in general. His long nose um, snoot. Exactly, yeah. Um, sort of like big watery eyes. Um, and they've they got a... They've got, you know, various, like, just human stuff um, in their stall. But you notice uh, the thing that jumps out at you isn't really the object itself. You see your dad's name. Um, that is... Uh, written on the side of a wrench. Ooh. And you can tell, like, it is his handwriting. It is something that he has, like, labeled as, like, this is mine, you know? Oh. Oh, And it is on display um, along with a bunch of, uh, like, various other knickknacks. It's, like, sitting next to, like, the... What's the name for, like, I'm, maybe I'm just, like, describing as much of the... Like, the little booklet of lyrics that comes with a CD... 
Oh, like it's the, like a lyric book. Or yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like it's like sitting next to a lyric book for in an airplane over the sea. <laughs> uh, uh, I immediately like uh, stop in my tracks um, and ask how much for the wrench. Uh, ho ho! Ooh. As you can see, this is an impressive piece of mm-hmm. human craft working. How much? It, like, the the person, like, just sort of keeps doing their spiel, like, <laughs> illustrating how you sort of, like, turn the knob to, like, make the, yes, like, the grip of it, like, go you. up how and much? down, like. <laughs> hmm. I need to, like. I like the idea of, like, the seagull from Ariel doesn't actually really yeah. know what this wrench yeah, is exactly. for. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. But this is, is like, making it up. <laughs> They are um they are approaching this in the same way that like people talk about like precursor technology in video <laughs> games. Um because like this is it's clearly something that's used for making things. Um people don't use bolts in fairy. So like <laughs> they don't know what this could, they they have the general idea of like what school of practice this is used for no idea how it is used maybe maybe it's some way that can when someone can like delicately like transfer a chunk of iron from one place to another um but uh they are asking you for um uh well considering the advanced nature of this mm-hmm. uh and the fact that it bears a human name uh, mm-hmm. um i will uh oh you know what i just realized this whole time this person is referring to it as your dad's name oh and i okay so i'm gonna say my dad's name is colin uh okay well uh well then i will give uh the colin buchanan to you for uh uh, i would say it deserves a measure or an equal trade if you happen to have something um if you happen to have uh, something of equal rarity from above the hills, I see those clothes you're wearing certainly look like they are uh, not from around here. Uh, um. So how are you going to play this? I am going to like look at what I have on uh, and uh, what if I take out my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> And instead of like the the cash that I had to get to fairy uh, the fairy realm, which it turns out when you want to go to the fairy realm, you don't have to look that much for it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to like go through it and find an expired my uh, my expired library card. Oh Ooh. shit. Uh, technically, that's not something like your trapping say you would have, but it just sounds right. You yeah, know? I that th- sounds, feel like it goes under yeah. like uh, mis- unmistakably human uh, yeah, clothing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, hand yeah, you hand that over to them, um, which they will then inspect. I think that they get out like one of those little like uh little, like jewelers. Uh, <laughs> they bite things, it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Right in that middle. Um, yeah. Oh, this is this is the plastic, all right. Um, and it's, it says that again in the way that you would talk about, like, oh, this is made out of orichalcum or something. Yeah. No, I'm thinking um, of specifically uh, Hoggle from the labyrinth being like plastic. Yeah. Oh, I love um, that. 
I think that what is going to happen mm-hmm. is that, um, and this is a special provision that is given to me by this system, even though it's not normally a power by the apocalypse thing. I think that um, this, I think this person is going to roll. Okay. Um, and what they are going to do is that they are going to try and appraise this. Okay. Um, and I'm just, I'm going to give them a plus one because it seems to be their area of expertise. Mm-hmm. And we will see an eight. Okay, so um, I think that uh, I think that like they look over it. Okay, it's some sort of identifier, something about books. I could probably fetch a fair price for this. It might have. Uh, it might have a, a a whiff of debt on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. How about this? And uh, throw in a few shavings. Uh, fair, fair. Uh, I, I, I nod. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, and I, I, I think he probably yeah. expected me to haggle more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, yeah, he is like, oh, excellent. Um, and you can, like, obviously say what, well, like, your shavings are of, but I'm also going to say that because you've been, like, traveling with the circus, I think it's fair to say you can probably have a couple fairy coins on you if you don't want to, like, do anything fancy with it. Uh, shavings are, like, uh, hair, right? Well, not... No. In this case, I think it's supposed to represent, like, shavings of, like, gold or silver or something like that. Uh. Like, the like sha- shavings are just sort of, like, pocket change. Um, sh- a shaving is what you get for... Oh, is what, like, a ticket costs. You can get some... Like, a measure would be, like, your cut for a whole performance. Okay. A shaving is, like, the tips you might have gotten in the process, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. I definitely... Uh... I, I pull out maybe um, like a like like a couple uh, tickets worth of yeah. shavings, like one or uh, like two or three tickets worth of shavings, uh, and uh, gladly give it over. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds about right. I will say that in this situation now, you, like you do, no, you no longer have just like some convenient change on hand. Okay, yeah. If that sounds proper. that makes sense. Okay, yeah. It's just like what it was. It was less a specific number and more like the, what the have you got. You, hand you know, on, have on hand. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so the uh, trade is given. Um, you are uh, you are handed the device, and um, I think that the the person like then immediately like starts setting up this little display for the library card like it's got like a little like a little shadow box uh, <laughs> yeah like a little stand you could they, they could set it up in like oh look at this like what's it even made out of um, <laughs> and so yes i think that is um i think that as you like like turn away with um your thing in hand, then that's probably when Scurvy is going to bump into you. So. Scurvy, look! It has my dad's name on it. Ooh. Oh. That's, that's, that's his name? Nothing. 
more no never mind never mind uh well yeah well in the army i think he was like first lieutenant before that does that make it better Ooh, that's crunchy. first lieutenant Con- Con- colin buchanan mm, yes i could imagine just crunching over that over a nice long fire anyway uh, names? Hmm? what was that do you, do you have a question eat, do you eat names <laughs> So I found a hut in the middle of this place. (laughs) (laughs) Sinead just looks bewildered. (laughs) Now, Sinead, I need you to know that you are not supposed to be dilly-dallying with that... So the hut, it belongs to someone named Needle. And I need you to understand that they are a bit stingy with their Do you deals. think that they could have more of my dad's stuff? Oh, they have so much in there. It was just a treasure trove, but but this... So, listen. where are they? <laughs> listen. <laughs> no, listen to me. And just kind of like stretches out of it and then goes back down. Um, <laughs> they do not... Scurvy voice. Hey, listen! Literally. <laughs> he legs just to jump up and down. Yeah. Yep. Scurvy they do not want to give you a good Sinead. deal. Yes. <laughs> they do not want to give you a good deal. They would rather get anything for free, which I think is very rude. But you, my darling hero, must be careful of those legs. Especially amongst the goblin market. I would not want them to steal... Something else of value to you. I mean, I gave the workers that built our stand my true name, so, like... (sighs) You would do that. (laughs) 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 Like, everyone knows my name. I don't have a fake name. (laughs) And you came to fairy like that? You are going to give me a heart attack and I don't even have one yet. I might grow one for it. (laughs) What? <laughs> you can, Regardless, you can... <laughs> do not take them lightly. They may have what you're looking for, but you must be prepared to give up something. Unless you trick them very well, which I mean, I'm always a game for. I got this for an old library card and a three shavings. Do you think I got a good deal? No. Oh. <laughs> 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 so i'm i'm gonna like i'm gonna lay out something for you right now mm-hmm. um and this is this is specifically for scurvy actually Ooh, okay um you have given your advice and like uh Shanae can do like what Faye wants with it mm-hmm. but um if you if you want to like lock this down you could confront him, and then on a good hit, um, Faye will have to um, like give you your way, which I assume would, in this case, mean like promising, like not to deal with that person. Um, well, either not to deal with them, or, or to like be on their toes and pay attention. Yeah. Like actually haggle, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if if your if your intentions are like that, like sort of flexible i would not say like you would have to like make that move but if you did want to like like try and like 
like let's enforce something you could do that however it will it will be noted that like they no matter what uh Senate would have the option to still defy you and force your hand if you had any intention to retaliate Ooh. which would not necessarily mean attacking yeah but if you were going to like do something to like take measures and you don't have to do all that i just wanted to lay all that out for you mm-hmm. because I know we haven't like done any PvP here. <laughs> so <laughs> No, I uh I kinda like that. I do kinda wanna confront them because I've just been uh, okay. see- I've I've been seeing Faye just tripping around like it's a little park and not taking this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and I know the justice of their claim, which means the punishment if it doesn't work out is very severe. Mm, gotcha. Okay. So, all right then, yeah, uh then roll to confront them, assuming uh assuming that yeah, I think that is that is something that you can do, right? Your bindings are not limited in that terms. No, yeah. Um, mostly our bindings are just about, like, tripping it gaily, you know, having a party. Gotcha. Yeah, but I think that Faye, like, couldn't... Can they confront you? Uh, let's uh, I can't, it, would, it would be on first I can't sheet, confront I think. the night horse. Um, okay. And I can not put... Uh, oh. I cannot put uh, put them off, waylay them, or touch them with iron with uh, 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 with with scurvy. Gotcha. Okay. Oof. I cannot kill All right. you. All right then. <laughs> Good, um, so on a miss, ask me what goes wrong. Perhaps you've tipped your hand. Um, let's see here. I am. Hmm. The tipping the hand thing is very interesting because this is like dealing with another player character. I am down for this the, to mean that I do go to needles. <laughs> um, I don't like. I would not force your hand that way. However, um, you tip your hand, and so in the process of like trying to like convince uh, Sinead of all this, you lay your situation out a little too bare. So, what does that look like? That is a good question. And it and and if it helps, like specifically, what you think about like this situation, and maybe even like what you think about Sinead, maybe like slip out and say something like insulting or something. Ooh. It depend. It all depends on like what you think is appropriate here. Don't worry, okay. insults can't kill me, unlike some <sighs> of us. Terrible. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, at that. Uh, since it was a failed roll, probably um, Scurvy just, like, puffs up a bit. Like, it went from, like, kind of, like, a little ball of light to being, like, a 3D little orb that is glowing. And it just, like, puffs to mm-hmm. show that they are kind yeah. of upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you willy-nilly little rapscallion here trying to upset the order of everything. And then you don't even have the gall or the good graces to listen to your friend Scurvy. I'm insulted. You want to find your father, and this is how you go about? (laughs) What kind of storybook is this? Just buying your way through. (laughs) 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 So, yes, I am going to go for uh, insulted. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, If, well, okay. I was, see, here's the thing. That wasn't, like, what I put out, but, like, yeah. So, if, uh... Well, I'm going to say here the rules for like a assu- insulted, which is like different from like affronted, which is what happened with uh, Moontide. Mm, is, oh, okay. Um, I think I meant affronted. Like, 
Oh, okay. Oh, geez. Okay, so you're so you want to take damage is basically what you're saying. I don't know what I want. <laughs> what is insulted okay, versus well, affronted? Okay. Um. So when you're wound shocked, affront or dismay, um, which is also like a pretty. That's also a valid thing for a failed roll, so yeah, that's yeah. good. So choose. You die, you withdraw once in a cold dignified fury, you writhe, moan, and curse in a display of melodramatic agony, you step immediately and fully to winter, or you consider yourself mistreated and maimed and will long nurse your injuries and your grudge. Mm. I will say that if you do die, I think by the normal rules, you do come back, but maybe not until like next venue, so you might be out of the picture for a <laughs> yeah, while no, if you do that. I won't, uh, I'm not going to pick that one, I'm saving that one if I get there. Um... <laughs> For reference, um, insulted, what that means instead is that um, you are allowed and to a certain degree obligated to, like, get back at them. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Let's see. What do I want to do? I personally think the third one, the writhing, moaning, and cursing in the display of melodramatic agony, does seem in line with what you've already been yeah, doing. Yeah, I was. But looking also, if you wanted to just like step into winter, that could be interesting. I was also thinking that. I think I'm going to do uh, stepping into winter since we haven't had that yet. Okay. All right. So, um, let's see. You know what? Let me just check real quick to make sure there aren't any rules. Yeah, I think this just basically translates to you like transforming. So, um. So you've got all of your summer imagery on one hand and all your winter imagery on one the other hand. They are now immediately going to swap over. And do you need a minute to figure out what your character looks like now? Because if so, I can jump over to someone else. No, I have an idea. Um, so basically, as Scurvy is kind of like, you know, going off about how uh, Sinead uh, isn't taking it uh, seriously, uh, suddenly it's just kind of like they stop. And then immediately, you know how, like, they've been growing limbs before, but they were all, like, kind of, like, electric? Mm -hmm. This is actual, like, body flesh suddenly transform one moment, like, a little ball of light, the next into, like, a lanky person that kind of okay. collapses to the ground, um, is in fancy, like, iridescent purple clothes, um, their hair is, like, put up in a tight bun, one of those ones you would see on governesses. Um, gotcha. But... At the same time, it also is, like, sticking out everywhere. There's, like, frizz and everything. And they just kind of have this foreboding look in their eyes. And there's just a gentle, like, soft glow of, like, when you blow a candle out coming off of their uh, skin. Which, they tried to make it like human skin, but really, it's more like an mm. oil slick. But, you know, they, they tried. Gotcha. They tried. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, so that that just happened in front of you. Um, uh, yeah, that I was gonna play it as Sinead goes to needles, but I think seeing this uh, <laughs> has this happened before with us. Has the has has it happened before? Um, I would say probably not. Scurvy tries to keep it light and airy because of what they are, but mm. like in this case, they took it a bit too seriously, and now they're sad. Another okay. another question I have for Owen is: Have I seen summer winter stuff happen before? How maybe it's you've a been traveling you've been traveling with the circus for a bit, and I'm going to say that like sometime I don't think you have seen someone just like suddenly be something <laughs> else unless like, unless un, 
So except in the case of, like, if the Nightmare Horse is done shapeshifting in front of you, that you can probably tell it's something different from that, for one thing. This was, like, sudden and involuntary. Um, you've probably seen some members of the circus, like, look a little bit different from day to day, but... To you, it didn't seem too different from people just kind of changing their clothes or something, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes more drastic elements will, like, change seemingly overnight, but they're fairies. So I don't think you have seen something this drastic before. Well, um, that uh, with, with that, like, big dramatic exchange, I think that's a good place to um, wrap up this episode for now. Next time, we will see how these two um, friends... <laughs> next time, next uh, time... <laughs> Sinead learns yeah. about fairy puberty. <laughs> yeah, um, you, yeah, you will see how you deal with that, and then also, uh, we have the cliffhanger from the first episode to deal with, and Moontide to give a t- a much-needed attention to. So, um, join us for that. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Blood Hands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Neon Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.